the long national nightmare is over. Uh, David, oh, David, what is? I told, I'm going to do did it again. You did that last time. <laughs> All right, Ryan Weathers. Uh, thank God we didn't sign David Weathers at slot value because I don't want to give him $5 million right now. Back to another episode of Dads Talking Dads. It is Sunday, July 8th. The San Diego Padres are 15 games under 500, and the tank mode is in full swing. I'm Johnny, and with me, as always, is Joel. Joel, how's it going? Uh, it's it's going okay, considering uh, we've had quite the heat wave out here um, in San Diego County, all over the county. But uh, I live in Ramona, so it's even worse. Uh, it's, what was it, Friday? It was 150. 12, something like that. I don't think I got an exact measurement. 112, 115, something just ludicrous. You know, temperatures that you're used to out there in Phoenix. Yeah, um, those are Phoenix temperatures. I was actually golfing that morning. It was I, I teed off at like 7, 12, and by the time I got through the front nine, it was already, you know, up above 100. It was it was bizarre. I felt like it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, oh. and it was like it was like 9 o'clock. It was just bizarre, and it was... <laughs> It was brutal. And on top of that, uh, our air conditioning is, is out of commission for a little while. We're getting somebody out to look at that on Friday. So it's been, um, we've been using some interesting strategies to keep cool. Um, I think we just we just bailed yesterday and went down to La Jolla to, to UTC <laughs> where it was only, you know, 87 was the high instead of over 100. And that worked out pretty well. But yeah, just, just mostly trying to stay cool over on this side. How about you? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that sounds pretty rough. Uh July heat in Phoenix is in full swing as well. Uh, usually I, I'll leave for work in the morning at like 6.30 or 6.45. And, and, and it's usually like not too bad when I leave. It'll be like mid-80s, which in the morning in Phoenix is not terrible. And it's probably just because I've been in Phoenix for that long. Um, but I got up Friday and I went out and it was 96 at 6.45. And I was just like, what Oh, boy. What? <laughs> Why? 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 I am I am officially of the mind that it is inhumane for anyone to live here. We all need to move. I've probably said this before, uh, but but I think it's just an evil social experiment having people live here, just seeing like how much can the human body take before it snaps. Well, let's move them to Phoenix and find out. Um, so I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Let's let's all just hitch on our wagons and, and just get the fuck out of here because uh, it's too hot. It's just way, it's way too hot. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Have you tried the but, classic uh, um, cracking an egg open and trying to fry it on the asphalt? I honestly might. Like when it, at like four o'clock, it's the hottest here, and and I could probably try it. I think in the right circumstances. If, I bet if I went on the freeway and like if I could just safely be on the freeway because it's just so hot there with the asphalt and the cars. Like it's it's probably more like a hundred and twenty five if you were just sitting like in traffic like if you got out of your car and just was we're, we're like sitting on the side of the freeway um it's just absurdly hot and you probably could crack like you could probably fry an egg on the freeway i, I wouldn't be surprised um I love it. Bef- 
but Friday night though we went I, I, we were texting about this but uh, I was able to go to another game uh, it was uh, the Friday game was Lucchese and uh, Zach Godley so I had a couple uh, it was nice to see a couple guys that were generally in the 90s or, or like like right around 90 because uh, Godley does not throw it hard at all um, and, and neither does Lucchese for the most part um, so that, that was that was pretty fun and, and luckily uh, they had the, obviously the roof closed because it's Phoenix summer, so it was uh, air conditioned in there, which I, I greatly appreciated. So yeah, I miss uh, I miss the old Bob. I, it's always gonna be Bob to me. I don't think I'll ever. It, it's yeah, still Chase Field, same. right? It's still Chase. They luckily it's not like some other weird. Because some of these bank names, it's because it's always banks. Some right. of these bank names just get so like long, and, and it's like. The Northwest Bank of Arizona Ballpark at Chase Field. Like, I, <laughs> thank you God banks. all that's fictional. Yeah, yeah. And, well, they, that's they the want next Chase. level of ballpark naming yeah, right there. You like, get two banks in there. Well, that's like the, the Angel Stadium. I, I think the stadium itself is one name, and the field is, is a different name. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> like absurd. The field itself has its own name, and the stadium is, is named something different. Um, but, uh, oh man, so, so, and this is kind of a, a funny story I shared with you though, uh, but I, I wanted to share it on, on the podcast as well, but when we were at the game, uh, every, you know, every stadium has little, you know, cute things they'll do with kids during the game, like have them on the jumbo screen for whatever reason or do little contests. And, right. Uh, so the D-backs do this thing and it was in the middle of the third inning. They have a hot dog race every game. And so it's three kids uh, generally, like, I don't know, ages like nine or below, because they kind of have to dis- suspend disbelief on this one. Um, so they'll put on these hot dog outfits, and each one has a different condiment. So one of them is ketchup, one of them is mustard, and one of them, I believe, is relish. Uh, and so they'll have them run in place as fast as they can, and on the Jumbotron, there's a video of three different hot dogs running in a race oh, okay. and so the idea for the kids is is it's like you know you're you're controlling the animation on the screen and uh you know it, it, the faster you run you might win you you gotta see and 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 so they'll have these kids just running their ass oh, right yeah like so it's got to be like they've got and like biometric sensors in the hot dog suit right that's of course true. yeah of course yeah, it's it's not just a simple hot dog suit made of felt um it you know it, yeah which again You've got to be if if you're if you're eight or below, yeah, you'll you'll buy into that. You'll be like, oh, of course, why wouldn't it? Um, so the race starts, and the kid in the ketchup suit is running very hard in place. Uh, the kid in the relish suit is is hauling ass as well, also in place. And then you look at mustard, and mustard is standing there. Mustard is a terrified little looks to be about like a four year old, five year old girl who I think was just terrified by the sheer number of people in the stadium. Like, I think she looked around and was like, holy shit, there's a lot of people here. So <laughs> I'm sure the four-year-old was thinking, holy shit, by the way. Oh, yeah, she was like, shit, guys! <laughs> um, so she just stands there the entire race. And there's, there's, of course, like, the two, like, young girls that work for the team. Like, they're basically like the, uh, what is it, like the pod squad for the Padres? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is for the, whatever it is for the D-backs. Um... So they're, like, trying to, like, you know, encourage her. They're like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, come on, you can run. She does not move for the entire race. So Mustard just stands there, 
uh, ketchup and relish running their heart out for the entire race. And these hot dogs on the on the jumbo tron are, are running and running and running. And mustard wins. <laughs> what? Mustard, who has not moved for the entire time, wins. And these two poor other little kids are just like confused and of course the two girls that are there kind of have to be like ah i I don't know what happened like wow (laughs) i mean this is basically like this is like um uh you know uh finding out that uh something that you thought was real is not real uh you know right the curtain was pulled back oh my gosh it was like the matrix or something what is real but i mean the, the the crowd was definitely paying attention and just was it, they were they were cracking up. Wow! Um, I, I would hope there were yeah, boos. Uh, no, oh, but there's little kids. Was, you can't boo a four year old kid for winning. It's really funny. A sham of a hot oh, dog yeah. race. Yeah, no, we we all just laughed at at, at just the <laughs> the sheer luck that mustard happened to win that one. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that cracked me up. So yeah, it, it was nice. I, I it was also nice to see Lucchese. Uh, pitch in real life. He's very deceptive. It, it was two deceptive pitchers because, well, I, I don't know if Godly's super deceptive, but he just has that badass power curve that uh, the Padres hitters were just missing the entire night. There was like one rough inning for him, and then he just he just mowed everyone down. And Lucchese really did. Um, he looked really good too, uh, up until I think like the sixth inning, and I think they ended up. You know, we ended up losing. Uh, but it was it was, a, it was a good game to watch. It was a pitcher's duel. Danny was kind of bored because it was a pitcher's duel. She's like, is someone going to do something? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? They say pitcher's duels are the most exciting games to watch, but apparently not Apparently not for her, which honestly I've got to agree. Like, I, I, don't, think, uh, I don't think we saw a single home run, and... Uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just, you know, singles, doubles, good base running, good pitching. And it bored the shit out of her, so. Nice. <laughs> Winning new fans. I mean, it's totally fair, though, because it home runs are exciting. Yeah, I mean, so you guys should have gone to honest. the game yesterday, then. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> I was like, the first game, Padres win. I missed that one. The, the, the third game of the series, the D-backs just crush us, but Will Myers hits three home runs. I missed that one as well. So... Yeah, it was nice to go to a game, but it would have been cool to see either them win or Will Myers hit three home runs. Although, I'm pretty sure I would have left before he got to three, so I would have been like, oh. Like, I would have seen the one, and then we would have been down 6-1 in the second and been like, let's go get a beer. <laughs> uh, and we would have just missed the other two more than likely. Oh, man. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, gosh, this might be a personality thing with me, but when I go to a game, I, I just always want to stay for the whole game. Uh, I usually do. I've never, I've never been on the back end, or you know, on the wrong side of a fifteen run blowout though. So maybe I would react differently. Uh, it's kind of hard to, to, you know, if it's the Padres that are scoring, you know, and they're fifteen runs ahead. Obviously, I want to, sit, you know, ride the whole gravy oh, train. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like that's, and is that that just got to be the most San Diego sports thing ever, right? You have Will Myers hits three home runs in a game, uh, only four RBIs, if I remember correctly, which is also kind of a very yeah. San Diego thing to have happen. Have happen. You can't get any, you know, three run shots in there. Um, but yeah, to have a three home run game and lose by fifteen runs, that's that's just San Diego sports to a T. Like if I was to describe that to somebody from out of town, like why is San Diego sports considered to be so cursed? And I would just show them the box score for that game. 
tell them about Will Myers hitting three home runs in that game. Or, you know, you would talk about when the Chargers were still in San Diego and uh, Philip Rivers threw for, like, five touchdown passes or something like that, and they scored 50 points and they lost. Like, <laughs> I think it was 500 yards, too. It was it was just, like, a ludicrous game for Philip Rivers, and they end up losing. Like, that's San oh, Diego yeah. sports. Going up 24 nothing against the Denver Broncos in the first half on Monday Night Football and then having Peyton Manning come back and completely kick the shit out of you in the second half. Yes. That's San Diego sports. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's too many great examples. I don't, I don't want to get lost in that rabbit hole. I know, <laughs> I know. Oh gosh, yeah, it's 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 too many. It's too many. Having a football team negotiate with the city for over a decade on finding a new stadium and finding a new stadium place, and then moving north to a city that doesn't give a shit about you—that's San Diego sports. <laughs> 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 All right, before we start crying. Uh, let's get into actual. Uh, let's get into actual Padres news. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. Um, so the long national nightmare is over. Uh, David, oh, David, you did it again. You did that every time. <laughs> All right, Ryan Weathers. Uh, thank God we didn't sign David Weathers at slot value because I don't want to give him five million dollars right now. Dude, uh, next time you gotta you gotta uh, commit to it, right? You gotta say David Weathers, but then just kind of roll true. with it. David Weathers' son, Ryan Weathers. His son, yeah. <laughs> David Weathers Jr., aka Ryan Weathers. There we go. There's the nickname. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love having that nickname. By the way. Oh yeah, David Weathers Jr. <laughs> He's like, this is longer than my real name. This is not a nickname. Sorry, it's been decided, David Weathers Jr. Yep, yeah, sorry. Sorry, D-Dub. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so David Weathers officially signed. He signed it slot value, so I think he's got a signing bonus of a little above... Uh, a little above five billion, so uh, we can we can wipe the sweat off our brow, Joel. How do you feel now that he has finally signed? Oh, I feel relieved. Um, I remember we talked about that. Uh, I think it was the last episode uh, where we were kind of concerned whether he was going to go back to school, which seemed to be a really odd choice considering the money that was uh, due to come his way were he to sign. Um, so uh, perhaps maybe a little overblown from the sports media because when does that ever happen? Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to have him aboard, uh, Gatorade player of the year. Hopefully he can pan out. Cause I, I feel like for this team to, um, stay on track with the rebuild process that they've laid out, um, there's going to have to be at least two or three guys, I think on, uh, the pitching side of the equation and the hitting side of the equation, both. So I, I'm thinking it's probably like five or six players that need to be maybe not transcendent, but definitely, uh, well above average in order for this team to turn into any kind of contender. Um, so I hope for the best for Ryan Weathers for a whole lot of reasons. Um, but uh, glad to have him here. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty good pick. Um, if we want, if we want to go back through the list of fun San Diego sports draft history, I'm sure we can. But um, I'm going to go ahead and predict he's like a, more of the Ladanian Tomlinson, less of the Ryan Leaf type pick. Or uh, Matt Bush, if we want to go with the baseball uh, correlation, that's, which makes yeah, more sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's where my mind was as well. I was like, Matt fucking Bush. Uh, yeah. Um, this is San Diego sports. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, I, 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 yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, I like our trend of just getting the Gatorade Player of the Year every year. So I, I think next year, whoever that is, like they've just got to be on the radar. Like whoever the National High School Gatorade uh, Baseball Player of the Year, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll we'll throw him on there. He'll be in the possibilities. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I hope he'll be in. I, I'm not. I hope he should be in uh, the Arizona Rookie League in. I, I think it starts next month it's i believe it's in august so and it's out here so i will um try to take a look at a few games out there usually it'll be with the rookies and some of the some general like other minor league guys and um international signings which i don't think we really have any this year because we had so many was it last year i think um but yeah i'm excited he's finally on board like you said uh, looking, looking forward to see what he can do on the mound. So I, I think uh, since he is a guy who is coming out of high school pretty polished and, and his physique is pretty much where it's going to be for the most part, um, I, I'm looking to see him kind of impress pretty early on. Because um, I think while he does have a high ceiling, I think we should have a good idea of, of where he'll end up when, you know, when, we, when we first get a glimpse of him. Uh, all right. Well, uh, glad that yeah, like like we were saying, glad he's finally aboard. Um, so, going from a guy who is joining the team to a guy who might be leaving the team, uh, the Yankees are interested in Brad Hand. Uh, AJ Casavell uh, had, had talked about it this week, and he tweeted. Uh, I couldn't find the exact tweet, but I was reading it earlier. Uh, he tweeted, I believe it's a 45% chance that uh, Brad Hand gets traded. He had Tyson Ross at the highest number at 70%. Um, but so roughly 50-50 that Hand gets traded. Was it Ross? Uh, I thought it was Stammen at 70% because I think I saw that same headline. I want to fact check that oh. right now. Yeah, 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 double check, double check. I might have just switched around the names or, or looked at it incorrectly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, the Yankees are interested. Uh, and I just got to say, Please, other people, other teams, please be interested. I don't want Brad Hand going to the Yankees. I'm so tired of, of, of us trading uh, uh, players that we really like to the Yankees. I, I don't know if it's necessarily happened recently as much as just over time. Um, I feel like, if anything, we've been getting players from the Yankees that that, uh, that have been panning out. Uh, Solarte is, is, I think, a good example of it. Uh, but while I, while I acknowledge it's likely... If Brad Hand will get traded this season, I really hope that it, I would love to see him in Houston. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him in Boston. Uh, I just don't want to see him on the Yankees. Yeah. Just because I can't stand them. So do, do the Red Sox need a, a closer uh, the same way that the Yankees would be in the market? or Not necessarily because they've got Kimbrel, but oh, they, right. could use, they could use him as like their fireman kind yeah, of guy. Kind of guy. Like, just as their... As they're, as they're, uh, I was going to say Trevor Miller, Andrew Miller uh, kind of role. Uh, okay, so on the fact check there, yeah, it was Stammen at 70%, according to A.J. Casavell, uh, oh. Ross at 50%, Hand at 45%, Jankowski, a hitter, at 30%, and then uh, Kirby yep. Yates at 25% odds of being traded. So, yeah. Which makes sense. Stammen's leading uh, the, the, the pitchers in war um, in only, what, I think it was saying, like 41, 42 innings. He's having a good season. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I was going to echo the same sentiment. I, I mean, Salmon makes sense because he's sort of he doesn't have the sort of um, reputation that Brad Hand has now. If if this team truly does want to start making a run in the next year or two, it's um, 
I mean, it'd be nice to have a guy that's already shown he has the capability of being a closer or, you know, the two or three inning save guy that we've been able to see. I don't know if he's had any three inning saves. That might be getting a little ambitious, but he's he's had a few two inning saves uh, out of Brad Hand. Um, whereas, you know, Stammen's kind of a fresher. Uh, he's, he's an older player, if I'm not mistaken, but um, fresher mm-hmm. as far as the team's knowledge of him and his, you know, capabilities and successes and things like that. So I w- I'd be happy if it were Stammen to go because, I mean, we still have a guy like Yates who can kind of, you know, beat that next man up to the bullpen. Um, but, I mean, uh, if we get a good return, because we really need players that are going to come up and, like I just said when we were talking about Ryan Weathers, we need we need guys that are going to make an impact at a higher level um, than what we're seeing out of the, the lineup and the pitching rotation, the starting rotation or the bullpen. So um, if we're going to get a good return, then if it's hand, it's hand. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I'd, I'd rather be, you know, any, any team but the Yankees. Yeah, or Dodgers. Boy, yeah, that's that's a good would you rather. I mean, not though. not that that would ever, not that that would ever, you know, that's not being talked about, uh, that's not being discussed. That I doubt that would ever happen. Right. Um, but but just yeah, those are those. Are, yeah, uh, I I think I would. Uh, that is really difficult. I honestly would rather him, and this is this is weird, but uh, I would rather him go to the Dodgers because a. The Dodgers never win the World Series, so I don't have to worry about him winning it with another team. <laughs> Suck it! Uh, but secondly, uh, because I just I, I like having the NL West represented in the playoffs, um, and so if they were to make it far, it'd be nice, you know, because sometimes people just kind of shit on the NL West. Like, uh, we were the NL worst for a while, uh, you know, we, we just sometimes have years where we just aren't uh, winning very much as a division. Um, so I enjoy when the NL West is is represented uh, in the World Series. Uh, yeah, I think there's rumblings so, of there's rumblings of the NL worst uh, coming back this year. Uh, I think yeah. luckily the, the Diamondbacks are kind of sw- back on the upswing, so that might be kind of holding that off. And there's you know other teams that are having horrific seasons, um, but I mean I'd still say top to bottom for an entire division, the NL West is pretty rough. Um, yeah, it's not amazing. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, we're not the AL Central, but uh, oh, real quick too, kind of going back to that that tweet. Uh, I know Travis Jankowski, thirty percent, he gets traded, and I know he probably doesn't fit into the to the team's long term future. But that was uh, that was one guy I got to say that when I was at the game, and I talk about Hosmer's infield defense, uh, really kind of smoothing, you know, keeping everything kind of smooth and, and on a roll. And uh, I think Jankowski does that in the outfield. Uh, I saw like three or four weirdly hit line drives that were kind of splicing one way or another. Mm-hmm. I don't think splicing. Slicing. Excuse there you me, go. Not splicing. Slicing one way or the other. I, I would hope the ball wasn't being spliced. Yeah, that, that is a weird um, line drive for sure. Yeah, that <laughs> is weird. Hit the shit out of that ball. Uh, but sli- slicing one way or the other. And he, I mean, it was just every time you, the the because it was it was the D backs hitting it, so the home crowd was uh, and then he would just he would just casually get there um, on a ball that looked like it was hit well and, and might find a gap, and he would just he would just make the catch and it made it look easy and um, that yeah that is a guy that I really like watching in the outfield because uh, and being able to watch that live, I think I was able to appreciate him a lot more. But it's just he takes the right routes. It's not he doesn't make it look difficult. Uh, it's just you know I think with him and Margot that's a that's a 
really good defensive, you know, two thirds of the outfield defense right there. Yeah, um, and, and I hate to trot out the uh, the tired sports cliche of deceptively fast, but I mean, you bring up Margot, and I, I remember watching Margot when we went to uh, the couple of games that we were able to see so far this season. And you watch him running, and he, he looks fast when he's running. I don't know how else to describe it. And with Jankowski, it is. It's almost like a – I don't know if he has, like, a longer stride or what, but he kind of makes it look a little bit more lackadaisical. Um, yeah. But he, he does have – surfer hair. He, that's got to be it. He's like Spicoli 2.0. <laughs> and, uh, he really is, dude. I've been thinking that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, that's probably it. And uh, he just really does. He, he's got that, that same kind of uh, speed, though, and, you know, he's, he's actually able to get on base at a good clip. And I know you were talking about his defense, but um, – I don't know. I know he's not the flashy outfield bat, but I, I really do think he provides a good um, stabilizing force in the lineup as a guy who can be a, a pretty solid leadoff hitter um, rather than just trying to assemble like a murderer's row like you see out in New York because, I mean, the odds of that happening are a little bit slim out here. But, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to like about Jankowski, and I don't want to see him go personally. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't like John Carlos Stanton? Why don't you not come to our games no more then, huh? Oh, College boy, you think you're so smart? Somehow my New York turned into Boston. Yeah, right, right it's smart. It just flipped right over to Boston. Right it's smart. <laughs> Wicked smart. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't know how to do that one either. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Sometimes I can do it. If I'm doing, like, New York, like sports guy who's just like i'm new york sports guy and i'm coming to your town to talk about sports i don't like your team none because <laughs> <laughs> that's always what it is it's like it's like some guy gets on the talk radio like for your local town it's like oh he brought in some guy he's from new york and he doesn't like our team and doesn't like our town and doesn't think we're big enough of sports fans it, like because it's san diego he's like, oh, you guys are just too laid back as sports fans blah 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 um, I don't know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Uh, I don't know if the, I don't know if that's how Dan Cileo is because I've never listened to him. But oh, Cileo. Assume from Cileo. Okay, see, this is how little I've ever I've never even heard his name actually said before. But uh, from the vitriol that I generally hear attached to his name, he seems like one of those kind of guys. Dude, he's the worst. Like I don't know how to really describe it well because I don't I just don't listen to him anymore. But like I can't. Oh yeah. I can't make myself listen to his his show. Like it's brutal. And I would love to have yeah. like a good sports talk radio show to listen to in the morning. And there's there's a new uh, show on ten ninety in the mornings that I I need to give a chance. And maybe they're okay. But yeah, man, it's a wasteland. Dan Cilio is. Like I don't, I, I don't know how you got a job out here. I really don't get it because it's just like he's a former college offensive lineman for University of Miami, and I, I don't know. I guess he's kind of like the shock jock mold where like he just says outrageous stuff and that's kind of his bit. Uh, but like, I don't think anybody's really buying it from him. Like I don't, I don't know. Like even people that he's worked with, because I listen to Ten Ninety sometimes on my way home from work, yeah. and they they don't have anything good to say about him from when oh, he used yeah, to work no. there. And no, not at all. He's, he's struggling with his new show on, you know, 97.3. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a phenomenon. I, I, I'm fascinated by this guy being, you know, still having a job. I don't, I don't know how he's doing it, if he's got some sort of blackmail going on or what. But, yeah, fun little side there. Really good at, yeah, some people are good at failing upwards. I, I don't know how they do it, and I'm kind of jealous. But they are, some people are just able to be bad at a job and then somehow get offered another job to also be bad at that job. Uh, I it's crazy. Um, 
Oh man, uh, yeah. I the, talk radio out here. Actually, sports talk radio in Phoenix is pretty. I think it's pretty rough, honestly. There's like the ESPN station, which I, I roughly never listen to. I would say. Um, and then there's nine ten, which is kind of like the thirteen sixty. I think of, uh, of of for Phoenix, um, and then AM ten sixty. I think I like the most because they'll actually talk about baseball sometimes. Like they, they, there's some guys on that will talk baseball and stuff like that. But, but like there's times when I'll just turn like I'll turn it on at night and like there's like there's not a single game on even though there are games going on. Like not like diamond like a Diamondbacks game is always on or the Suns game is always on, but like there'll be games on like other you know national games and like I'll ha- I'll hear like ASU baseball is on one station but like nothing else. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of disappointing. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, back to the Padres. So, Kaz Makita, my preseason, my preseason favorite, who uh, unfortunately hasn't really worked out so far this season, um, was sent down again today. Uh, he was he was optioned back down. He's got to be running out of options at some point. Um, the Padres have kind of been bouncing him around. Up and down, just depending on who's been who's been healthy, who's been uh, you know going on the DL, off the DL, paternity list, whatever. So he's going back down to AAA, and I have a nickname now, since we were talking about him before the show. I have a nickname, Joel, for Kaz Makita. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. I have an alternative standing by as well, so we can we can decide before All we have to All right, I'm excited. All right, mine is the elevator because he's always going up and down. Oh my god, that was mine too. <laughs> I had the same one. Yes, yes. I. Oh man, a part of me was like, I bet we're gonna have the same one. I should have said it. Oh, I knew it. Uh, well, then it's that's absolutely final. He's the elevator. Yep. Kaz Makita. Kaz the elevator Makita. Oh poor um, guy. Oh man. And then when he has a bad outing, we can be like, the L took an L tonight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's great. Oh man. <laughs> that was That's that good. was that was really funny. I'm so glad we got that. Yeah, um, man, that's that's fantastic. I I was kind of uh, thinking the same thing too, because like uh, I was I was saying it, I was like, yeah, I've got an alternative, and I was like, he's gonna say the elevator too. Yep. <laughs> <And then laughs> right on. We oh should have just said it at the same time. <laughs> we should have been like, let's say ours at the same time. <laughs> on three. Uh, this is this is when I need a time machine. Uh, um, next time, next time we'll do it. That's <laughs> It'll be our new thing. Every time we have a nickname. We'll have to say them at the same time and see if we can come oh, man. the same thing. <laughs> That'll be some fun crosstalk. <laughs> I think we'll be good at it. Oh, man. Um, so this is so funny, because um, I was putting I was putting together the rundown last minute before the show, uh, as, as I am wont to do at times. Um, and I, so our next little topic we were going to talk about is uh, mid-season awards because the Padres and generally the rest of the league have played close to 90 games. We probably could have done this last week, um, but you know, whatever. I didn't, so there. Uh, but uh, Padres have played close to 90 games, so it's a, it's a good time for mid-season awards. Um, and I just realized I didn't even 
pick my players yet. But it's okay, because I'm just going to let you go first on all of yours. As long as you've <laughs> picked them out already. And then, uh, and then I'll go second. Although I think I can kind of pull these out. I, I think I already have good ideas for, for all of them. But. Oh, so you're going to let me go first? Uh, only if you already have names picked out for, for all of them. For all of them. Um... And if not, it's okay, because I, I think I can, on some of these, I can, I can, uh, it, I already... I've got one <laughs> that takes... Least valuable player. I think I know who I'm choosing. <laughs> yeah, that might be one we get do an on three count. Um, I think... <laughs> so, if, if this player is who I'm thinking it is, he's also my pick for best nickname. Is that, can we do that? Is that against the rules here? Sure. Oh, 100%. What the hell is our podcast? 100%. We do what we want. He might, he might also be my biggest surprise. <laughs> Oh man, it does. Does <laughs> uh, I don't know. Does he have kids? Because oh. <laughs> we give oh. A to we give A to one player, and then B through E is just a sweep for the other guy. <laughs> 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 oh man, listen. At least he's getting some awards. That's got to be exciting, right? Yeah, I, I mean, they're probably the only awards he's gonna get. Let's face it. But yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, so I'll roll with mine. Let's let's see here. Uh, so yeah, for my right, MVP, yeah, feel, feel free. My MVP pick. I'm gonna go with uh, Brad Hand. Kind of a boring one, but um, I read today. I don't know if this. I didn't see an official headline. It was a comment in like a, a Reddit thread. But uh, Brad Hand is going to be the. Uh, all-star representative for the Padres for the second year running. Um, he's got 24 saves already on the season versus 21 he had all of last year. Um, he's a big part of, of obviously why this team is getting is the wins that it is getting because he's the one who's shutting it down in the ninth. He's been uh, doing that fireman role like we've talked about in multiple podcasts where he's able to come in uh, in the eighth inning and shut it down for two innings. Uh, so I think Brad Hand is a solid MVP for the midseason award. Uh, moving on to the least valuable player award, do do you want me to give mine or do you want to do the on three? Oh oh, here I'm, I can do my I can let me do my MVP first. Okay, yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. Let's see. Uh, so, oh, never mind. I'm gonna save him for later. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm like looking through this. It really is. It's it's Brad Hand. Like, it just is Brad Hand. He is the most valuable player on this team. It, it, like, two weeks ago, I think I would have been able to, to go with Hosmer um, because he was hitting a little better. Uh, but it's the, the, the hitting's been inconsistent enough this week to where I think Brad Hand has supplanted him in my mind um, as, our, as our MVP so far. And I think the most... Im- I, what you were saying about the fireman role, I think, is the most important thing. Just the fact that it's been more than one inning that he's pitching a lot of times this season uh, that brings in that extra value uh, that that, uh, that he didn't have really as much last season. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on, on Brad Hand there for the uh, for the most valuable player. All right, least valuable player. Are you ready? Yeah. One, you count it two. Down. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll go from three, two, one then. Okay, three. Two, one. Brian, Brian Mitchell. Mitchell. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Let me. Uh, I can just give some quick stats if you would like on Brian Mitchell. I'd love to hear some more stats um, on the missile. By the way. 
Oh, let me hang on. I just realized they split up his. I was looking at the quick team quick stats note on the MVP though. If we wanted to get cute, stats. yes. If we wanted to get cute with our MVP vote, we could have said the bullpen as a whole. Um, because I mean, oh, there's yeah. not, are there any other teams that are having bullpen days on a four-man uh, rotation? Rays, I think the Rays might have been the first one to do it. I'm not sure, or we did it. I can, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> it might have been the Rays because they're our AL counterpart. And then um, Andy Green said, "Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that too." Yeah, he's like, "Damn, good idea." But yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, if we wanted to be, if we wanted to do one of those silly articles of you know. He, I, I, oh, boy, yeah. I can't really specify, put my finger on it, but you know where they they come up with some crazy, like, you know, the MVP, you think of one player, and they name, like, a group of players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like when Time Magazine made the people of the person of the year, you. Yeah, there you go. Kind That's of, what like, I was thinking mirror, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the missile. Oh, yeah. The, the missile. Oh, man, these... I'm just looking at these, like, preseason projections compared with what he did, and, like, wow. Uh, okay, so just some numbers on him for the year. Uh, 708 ERA, 7.08. Uh, 6.89 fifth, so, like, that's a deserved 7.08 ERA. Uh, in only 48 innings, he has a war of negative 0.9. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Uh, 321 BABIP. He's getting a, he's a whopping 4.28 Ks per nine, 6.52 walks per nine, uh, 1.68 homers per nine. Uh, he was 0 and 3, as you can imagine. But I just love looking at the projections compared with um, where he is. So I'm gonna go with uh, just just to give it a, a nice big difference. I'll go with the steamer projections, which were the most favorable pitching projections. Uh, so they projected a 4.31 ERA. Again, he's at seven. Uh, they projected, they did project seven Ks per nine. He's at four. Uh, <laughs> double the walk, double the walks per nine that they were projecting. Uh, but hilariously enough, his left on base is right around where the projection was. So it's not even like he's been unlucky and like, it like just normal left on base percentage. He just hasn't been good. So. Uh, yeah, definitely the least valuable player, especially considering he was guaranteed a rotation spot in the preseason, or in, in spring training. Uh, if he had fought for the spot and made it and then sucked, like, uh, I think Odrisamar Despagne from, like, a few years ago did that, and, um, for real diehards, Dewan Brazelton back in, like, 2005, or Pedro Estacio, um, if you, if you wanted to start throwing random-ass names out there. Uh, if he had just, like, gotten the number five rotation spot because he earned it in spring training, that would have been one thing, but they just gave it to him, and then he has been atrocious. Um, and Chase Headley was atrocious, so it's like, if at least one of them could have been good, that would have helped, but no, they were both bad. Um, so yeah, 100% least valuable player, uh, but, uh, actually, the other part I won't talk about until later. So yeah, uh, least valuable player for sure. Um, let's move on. Or sorry, did you want to say anything else about Brian Mitchell that hasn't already been said? Yeah, you did a pretty comprehensive job. You, I think you covered it, man. He was um, he's pretty terrible. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, we got Is he still in the system somewhere? Is he still kicking around down in the minors? 
Oh, he's kicking. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I think so. I think he is. I'm, what do you do with that? Like, oh, do you just kind of let him go? Or just release that. him? I mean, there's, I, I can't imagine you can get anything for a guy like that. No, no, no. Uh, oh, he's on the DL. Well, never mind. He was on the DL as of 621. That was the 10-day DL. And then... That's just Roto-Wire news. I'm sure there's something more up-to-date on Brian Mitchell. But yeah, I just... He's either in the minors or on the DL with a quote-unquote injury. Oof. Yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty much all there is to be said about Brian. Brian the Missile Mitchell. Yep. The Missile. Uh, Alright. Next mid-season award is going to be for the biggest surprise. Uh, this can be a good or a bad surprise. Uh, I will let you go first on this one because I'm going to try. I, we, we could probably have the same one, but I'm going to try and be different, so I'll let you go first. Okay. I was going to try and be different as well, so we might end up pivoting oh. to the same thing. Let's see what, what happens here. So my I think my biggest surprise uh, has been the Padres signing Eric Hosmer. Um, Ooh. That's the kind of, and people are sort of polarized based on the signing of uh, Mr. Hosmer, but, you know, people either love the move or they hate it, Um, but I, you know, I think that's the kind of name that the Padres just don't pull in, Um, so I think it's a good surprise. Um, His performance hasn't been so great as of late, hopefully you can turn that back around. He has an interesting pattern of year over year, every other year being pretty awful or yeah you know just just right around average and then he'll alternate between that and then above average like 135 140 wrc plus seasons um it looks like he's gonna keep that pattern up if this uh season continues but um just just for what it uh means for this team as far as being able to attract some of that higher level talent i think it's gonna be it's gonna bode well for the padres moving forward if they can get a guy like hosmer and keep him and get him to buy into what the Padres are selling. Uh, I think hopefully that should, um, I don't think it's going to open the floodgates or anything, but you know, we should be able to start attracting uh, that kind of talent for, you know, hopefully longer periods of time, not just the one year rentals like we saw with um, um, not, oh geez, not Melvin Upton, uh, Justin Upton was the the one who was way better. They were both on the team for a little bit, but (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of Justin, uh, where we, you know, we had him. He did great as we predicted he would, but then he was gone. He was just a one-year rental, and off he went. Um, So hopefully, with with Hosmer coming on, that's going to start a new trend where we get, you know, somewhat bigger names. Obviously, he's not, you know, the end-all, be-all of first baseman by any stretch. But I think I think you get my point. I'm kind of rambling now, but uh, I'll let you go ahead and give your biggest surprise. Mine is Eric Hosmer being signed. Sure. So, so um, the one I was going to do, but I won't. I was going to say I'm surprised at how bad Brian Mitchell was, um, <laughs> but I'll go positive anyway. Uh, uh, or instead, uh, Adam Simber is my biggest surprise uh, for this season. Uh, like I was saying before, I was actually really high on Makita coming in. Um, I thought he was going to just kind of shut down everyone. Uh, I wasn't as familiar with Simber before the season began. Uh, but he has been uh, like a, a shining bright spot amongst uh, a lot of darkness sometimes this season. Uh, so I've been really excited to watch him. It's fun. I, I, I love watching him every time he comes in. His windup is great. His little adorable pigeon toad stance is, is great. Uh, the fact that he never throws very hard is great. Uh, so yeah, definitely my biggest surprise this season has been Adam Simber because I did not know anything about him before the season. 
Uh, I need the room for a little bit, buddy. Yeah, maybe he's going to punch me. Okay, tell him I said, don't punch you. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't punch me. Oh, I should have locked that door. All right. No, you're good. Should we should we run through these last two? Fun cameo by James. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, that's that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, we should probably run through all. So uh, the next one is going to be best nickname. Uh, what, what is your, uh, your your favorite nickname of any player on the team? Um, and for this one, maybe we should go through some of the ones that we have, because I honestly can't remember all of them, and we can refresh myself and the audience. Uh, so obviously we've got The Elevator, Kaz Makita. Right, our newest minted nickname. Uh, our newest one, yeah, new new inductee into the nickname uh, uh, Hall of Names. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, Andy Green, Geppetto. Uh, uh, this is like the Padres, starring Andy Green as Geppetto. Uh, we've got. I want some like Eric cheesy Hosmer. '70s sitcom music. Yeah. To, you know, and then like they turn and smile with the thumbs up, and it freeze frames them. <laughs> Eric Osmer. Uh, you know what? I think I have something that I can like play quietly under this while, while it's going on. Uh, we've got Eric Hosmer as Ol Haas. I like to call him, which is a name we never use. Uh, we really don't use a lot of these nicknames, but they're great anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I mean, some people call Will Willpower, Will Myers, uh, Willpower, which I I don't know if that's necessarily, or maybe that just that he's got Willpower. Uh, I don't know, maybe that's not a nickname. I'm trying to think. What are other ones? SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob's a good one. That's not one that we came up with, though. No, 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 not one we came up with. Can't take credit but, for SpongeBob, uh, but it is a great nickname. No, definitely not. Another new one. We we uh, uh one of your was well, your biggest surprise candidate actually. Sim- Adam Simber. We call him Simberella. Uh, was it? Yeah, Simberella. Oh yeah, Simberella. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can let me. Okay. Never mind. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that. All right. Okay. Uh. I think I've. I, is there any? Are there any names we're missing? Oh, there's none that I can think of. I think that's everybody. Me neither. I think that's everyone. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm gonna have you go first again. <laughs> well, I'm a little partial to the one that I came up with, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick uh, Adam Simber. Simberella is my best nickname choice. Nice. That is a good one. Uh, so uh, I'm also going to pick Cinderella because, and this is why I was saving it. Uh, so it's it's Cinderella is perfect because he has to come in and mop up the mess that the starting pitchers made. That's true. He he does. <laughs> Boom! I just added depth to that nickname. Uh, it doesn't just sound cool; it also makes sense. Uh, all right. So last one is going to be best dad who is the best dad on the team of course we are dads talking dads this is the san diego padres which is spanish for dad or parents uh but i like to say dad uh so who is the best dad on the team uh i'm gonna go ahead and start off this one and i'm gonna go with clayton richard uh who is commonly regarded as kind of the dad on the team he's the i think the oldest player on the team i'm fairly sure he's the oldest player uh, he's a mentor to all the pitchers, probably the hitters as well, for as often as he pinch hits. Uh, he's a, just a, seems like a pretty funny guy who, who knows how to, you know, build, uh, 
what's the word I'm trying to think of? Just build a, you know, build a good, um, shit, culture. There we go. He knows how to build a clubhouse culture. At least it seems that way, you know? Like, it just seems he just kind of has that air about him. Um, seems like a smart guy from all I've heard, so... Uh, he just seems like he's probably the dad dishing out advice to all the all the youngsters as they're coming up. He's like, don't spend all your money at the strip club, kids. Uh, <laughs> put it in CDs or something. Uh, and then, you know, telling them a story that they've heard five times already. <laughs> you know, there's an old saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just because uh, you're on a I, diet. My doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. <laughs> my, my dad's dad had would, my, um, better old uh, saying. My dad's had better old sayings than that, but that was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> but that was always what he would tell. If I was in trouble, oh, I was about to get grounded, he'd be like, you know, there's an old saying. Uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the was, bush, or something like that. <laughs> yep. My dad was always, for example, he'd tell me something, he'd be like, for example, and there would be a five-minute story after it every time. Gotta, gotta All right. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> Listen, I, and I'm excited to do that to my kids. I am very excited to give them a lot of advice that they don't ask for, and I will. Uh, all right. So I think that is probably it for this week. I'm sure your kiddos want to go. Uh, well, I got to get my pick for, for best dad. Out of that, uh, room. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Sorry. I was like, I heard the kids in the background. I was like, I got to get Joel out of here. Um, and I totally forgot. I, I was... I, I, yeah, I just forgot. Feel free to give your best dad pick. So I'm going to give mine real quick. Uh, this is a newer dad, uh, Kirby Yates. He recently just came off the paternity leave uh, for having a, I think it was a new baby boy. Uh, you know, I don't know that. That's not uh, for sure. It could be a girl. <laughs> but he had a new baby, uh, so I will nom- nominate him as the best dad for our mid-season awards. Um, I, I did want to say Clayton Richards, so I kind of had to scramble on that one. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Kirby Aww. Yates. And I'm glad that you looked up whether it was Yates or Stammen that was uh, that had the baby recently, because we were talking about it before, and we were like, shoot, which one was it? So it was Yates. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, congratulations again to uh, Papa Yates. Uh, way to go. Way to be a dad. Uh, if you ever need to talk to a dad about being a dad, we've got a couple dads here. <laughs> and if you listeners would also like to talk to us... You can reach out to us on Twitter at Dads Talking Dads. You can send us an email, uh, Dads Talking Dads at gmail.com. You can reach us, uh, uh, or you can find us on any of the most of the big podcast uh, search engines. Uh, feel free to send us an email, uh, ask a question, uh, leave us a review on whichever podcast player thing that you use, and. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's all we've got to say for this week. Uh, all right, well, that is it for another episode of Dads Talking Dads. Uh, I am Johnny. I'm Joel. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you again soon. Nice. <laughs> all right, good stuff. Let me start my recording.